I want couples to know is that this may not be the case for everybody, but very, very often um, marriages not only can, can survive affairs, but actually are indeed stronger after the affair than they were previously. If you just found out that your spouse has cheated on you, please listen because there is hope. Dr. Karen Sherman is here with step-by-step instructions on what to do so you and your spouse can move from this crisis situation into repairing your marriage. Stay tuned. After 25 years of working with private clients, Dr. Karen Sherman realized that with all the stress that couples face, many just can't get to a professional for the help they need. For many, it's just too costly, which is why Karen has created a new membership site for committed couples. Each month, she'll tackle a specific topic, publish new teaching videos, and the best part? Hold a monthly call where you can ask her your questions directly. All of this and much more is available for just $9.99 per month. Pretty amazing. Visit MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com for more details. That's MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. How are you? I am doing great, Um, but we have a topic that's not so great. Uh, We are going to talk – it's a pretty heavy topic, um, and – This is actually something that people search for on our website quite a bit, and it's from both genders. And the the search query goes something like this. My husband or my wife cheated on me, Mm. and they don't really know what to do when they uh, get this information. Um, And, I mean, usually most of the stuff we talk about, we try to get couples before it gets to this point, get them to – pay attention to what's going on and to try new things and do all that stuff so that uh, their spouse doesn't go off and uh, do something they regret later on. Um, But this is uh, more of a a crisis management situation when you find out that your spouse has cheated um, and you aren't sure – I mean you know how you're feeling – uh, maybe you don't know how you're feeling, uh, but you realize that there are steps to be taken and you're not sure what to do. So that's what we're going to tackle today. And I just want to give a, a heads up right now that if we dis- we start to go a little long, we're going to break this up into multiple episodes. But we'll try to give as much information as we can this week, and then we'll see how it goes uh, going forward. So uh, I guess the – the first question to 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 that I have to ask in this kind of a situation is what should be the first thing um, the individual does um, if they found out that their spouse has cheated on them? Well, what I want to say even before that is um, I like that you label it as a crisis situation because it is in fact a crisis situation. And being as such, it is going to sort of uh, really rock the boat. You're going to feel very destabilized um, and, you know, feel very, uh, 
you know, thrown by the whole thing. And so um, if this is a situation you find yourself in and that's your reaction, um, not to think there's something wrong with you. Uh, anytime one is involved in a crisis, um, that's the kind of typical response that people have. And so I wanted to just normalize that. So um, what you want to do is you want to confront your mate. And um, unfortunately, a lot of my practice uh, is made up of couples coming to me with this problem. And so it's not real likely um, in many cases for the mate to immediately say, oh, yes, uh, sit down, let me tell you exactly what's going on. Generally, the mate is going to deny it at first. Um, so, you know, that becomes even more complicated. Um, but you should, you should confront your mate. Ha have you, um, encountered a situation at your work where it was revealed in front of you on the couch? And, and what did you say if that has happened? You, do you mean where somebody tells their mate in front of me? Correct. Uh, no, I've never had that happen. Mm. No. Um, you know, I, I've had other situations where the person, you know, says, lets the person know I want to divorce you in front of me, or I've decided I want a separation, but not where somebody has said, I've decided, you know, I want you to know that I'm involved with somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh, people generally uh, are going to hide that until they're caught. Yeah. So I guess that that's a perfect segue into my second question I have in this situation is does it matter how the um the cheated on spouse found out um as in does it matter if their their husband or wife told them I made a mistake and I and I'm really sorry and I cheated versus uh they caught them texting the person they were having a fling with Well when you say does it matter matter in what regards Steve does it matter as far as the feelings you're left with does it matter as far as um, the the breaking of the trust. I'm not really sure what you mean by does it matter. Um, th no, that's a fair question. Um, I guess does it matter in the possibility of repair? Does it matter in the steps that you would take? Because I'm assuming um, if this is how you found out, as opposed to your spouse owning up to it, um, your you know your spouse is. If your spouse is owning up to it, there's probably they're already admitting guilt or at least they're feeling guilt, whereas um, emotionally they may not be as far along if they're still hiding it from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I, I again, I don't I'm not going to say never, but I don't think most people uh, who are involved are going to go to their mate and say, um, I want you to know that you know, I've been involved. Um, I, if I had to guess, because in all the years that I'm working with this situation, I've never heard that. I think if anything, they're going to try to hide it and live with it, holding that secret themselves. Uh, but I do think that, um, you know, the sooner that you're willing to own it and the more apologetic the person is, um, that probably has a slightly better uh, prognosis for healing than the other. But as far as how you find it out, I don't think that that makes a difference. And I don't know that that particular factor is what I would uh, say is going to be the one factor, um, th what I just said about um, yeah. 
the person who has uh, uh, committed the affair uh, is is really what the in my mind makes the prognosis go well or not. Okay, so it's it's really not an indicator of uh, how well the the situation can be resolved. It's That's just correct. okay. Um, I will say that I actually do know somebody where um, th- this happened and the spouse owned up to it. So I do know it happens. <laughs> so now you share with me. So what was the reason the person owned up to it and how did that go? Um, I I don't – I mean I don't know personally why they owned up to it. I'm assuming they, they uh, got caught up in a moment, knew they had made a mistake, felt bad about the mistake mm-hmm. and really just wanted to be honest about what had happened um, mm-hmm. and then – you know, move on from it. And I guess the prognosis, uh, is that it actually made the couple, um, I, I think, I think it was one of those classic situations where, uh, it made things stronger because they had to reassess what was happening, um, and not just hit the cruise control uh, Mm -hmm. with the relationship and, and, um, and, you know, from, you know, as an outside observer, it seems that everything is, uh, I mean, I, from, again, from the outside, it seems like everything's better than ever. So, mm-hmm. um, it, as weird as it sounds, it may have been something that not just saved their relationship, but made it whole. Yeah. It's kind mm-hmm. of, kind of weird to say it like that, but that might, you know. No, it's not weird at all. And, and maybe, you know. Let's. I, I think I want to say this now, as opposed to the end. Okay. What I want couples to know is that this may not be the case for everybody, but very, very often, um, marriages not only can can survive affairs, but actually are indeed stronger after the affair than they were previously. Because what happens is if the couple really looks at the relationship they have and starts to get, I mean, the first order of business is healing the trust that's been broken. But after that, if they continue to work on their marriage and what was going on um, or not going on, they can have a stronger marriage than they had prior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Now th- this next part um again it's a little it's a little well I'll just ask the question uh, does it matter if the infidelity was a relationship with another person versus just some random hookup I think so I think that you know there's much more involved in a relationship there's emotional feelings there's attachments very often um and this is this is a difficult concept but if there's been a relationship and the person who's been involved decides to end it there's often a grief period for that person um and the spouse has to be informed that you know your your um I'm going to just say that the husband's been the one that has had the okay. affair. Your husband has agreed and realized that he really wants to work on the marriage, that he realizes that he made a mistake, et cetera, et cetera. That having been said, there was a relationship. And you need to expect that there will be a grieving period for this other relationship. Um, and so, yeah, that's more 
you know, a much more involved situation um, and a little bit harder um, in the process. Doesn't mean, again, that it is a deal breaker as far as patching up the marriage. It just adds another little dimension to it. And now, it, you know, we you hear about emotional infidelity where where somebody um, emotionally is attached to somebody without the physical right. um, connection. Now, um, this is really splitting hairs a little bit, but I I think the variety of the way things go down matters. Um, now, if somebody has let's say an emotional relationship that has been going on for a while and they let's say hook up just the one time is it, is there a difference there as opposed to an uh, an ongoing physical and emotional relationship you know emotional relationships are very damaging as well you've gone outside your relationship you've crossed the boundaries you're sharing personal details with somebody other than your mate and um, speaking stereotypically, um, when for, for women, if a male has developed an emotional relationship with another woman, she takes that harder. And for a male, if a woman has had a physical relationship with another man, he takes that harder. Um, because, you know, what are women about? Women are about emotions. So mm -hmm. if, if, you know, my husband is now getting involved emotionally with another woman, then, you know, I really feel betrayed. And for a man, it's more about, you know, um, physical relationships. And so I can't imagine that my wife is now going to be with another man. Um, you know, but yes, emotional infidelities are um, also quite, quite devastating. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Where, you know, it's funny because a lot of people, uh, we do all this and we do all this, um, energy and effort towards weddings. And one of the things with weddings, and I think it gets lost a lot of times is, um, the bridesmaids and the groomsmen. And those are the people you select that symbolically are sub there to support you in a time of need during your marriage. That's actually what they're supposed to be there for. Um, but when you have a situation like this, where does that support come from? Like when do you let people in and know? Because marriage is tricky because it's, you know, it's forever. So if you tell, um, you know, the people closest to you, um, you don't want them to hold it against uh, your spouse because part of what you want the, to do is – as you try to move on, you want them to move on as well. And you know, you will go through the process, but that doesn't mean they will. Yeah. So uh, how do you navigate those waters? Yeah, that you're absolutely right. And it is a real tricky situation, you know, because on the one hand, having support during stress or during a crisis is really, really important. On the other hand, it's exactly what you said. So you're going to have to pick your support very carefully. Um, you're going to want to um, go to people who you feel can be there for you, um, both through the crisis and through your decision to work through it, if that's what you're going to do. Um, meaning, even if you decide to take the person back, that they're going to support you that way also. 
Um, what you don't want is someone who's going to be judgmental and say, oh, well, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater, throw the bum out. You know, I hope that you packed up, you know, her bags and put it, you know, at the top of the, uh, the driveway already. Um, so you want to make sure that the people that you're speaking to are really going to be there to advocate and offer you support in the decisions you're making along the way and not guiding you according to their principles. Mm-hmm. And and does, would it help if you let them know like, hey, I, you know, right up front, um, I want this to work. I'm going to try to make this work. Will you please, is it, whatever you're feeling towards my partner, will you Will you please support us in this, you know, process kind of a thing? Yes, absolutely. It would be helpful. And what you can say is, do you think that you can do that for me? You know, and if either they say, well, you know, and you can see their reaction or along the way you see it, then stop talking to them. (laughs) (laughs) Choose who you talk to. Okay. Um, And so um, I guess you you mentioned at the very beginning that uh the first thing you should do is confront your spouse about the infidelity mm-hmm. um after you've confronted the spouse what is the next step you take so let's say we can you confront your spouse they admit their guilt now what well i think the first thing that you have to do is sort of you know take some time to sort of absorb the information and then really decide what you want to do. Now, I'm of the opinion that you have to really sort of, you know, look at your marriage, your, you know, do you have children? Um, What has, you know, what will it mean to be divorced? Is this basically a person that you really care about that um, if you can work on the problem you know, you want to be with this person and understand that the healing is going to be a process. And so, you know, you go to the person and you say, look, I'm not really sure, um, you know, what the outcome would be, but I'm willing to consider going for professional help. Are you willing, you know, well, I, I mean, you have to say, are you willing to give up this person? You know, mm-hmm. uh, are you willing to end the affair? And, you know, are you willing to go for help with me? Um, and and then you then you take the next step, which is to find somebody who's going to help you. Now, you know, a part of this, I guess, um, is if you want to uh, save your marriage, um, you know, because we find a lot of times that uh, this happens because there's been neglect or whatever, whatever the reason may be. Um, and, it's not until something dramatic or drastic like this has happened that this, the spouse that's been, let's say, emotionally neglectful sees the error in their ways because their spouse has now gone out and cheated on them, and now they're willing to correct things. But the other spouse has moved on, um, and they tell you, no, I'm, I'm done. Uh, now that you know, I think I can break it off. But now you're ready to take those steps um, and, and fight for the marriage. How, you know, can you say anything? What should you do if your spouse is ready to walk away and now you're just now ready to to fight for it? 
Well, I've had that situation. And if let again, we'll just say it's the wife who has been emotionally neglectful and the husband had the um, affair and she comes and she talks to me. What I would recommend her to do is to say, look, you know, I, I apologize for, you know, I, I see what I've done and, and I'm willing to take responsibility for it. And I understand your feelings um, that having been said, um, you know, we, we shared a history together. We have a family together and I think we owe it to our family to at least, you know, look at the possibility of saving our marriage. Um, would you at least be willing to come talk to somebody with me for us to look at this and for me to understand what I've done for your feelings to be understood? Um, and, and, and I truly believe that I believe that, you know, people have to look at that, that they do owe it to their family to try to work on their marriage. Um, because you're not just thinking a family is a system and it can't just be about you. You have to look at, you know, the rest of the family and the effect it's going to have on them. And then, you know, start to see if there's the possibility of healing, not just from the betrayal and the trust, the broken trust, but also the needs that were not met in the marriage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you, you mentioned the process, uh, and, and there's definitely a process here. Is Now, is there a, a timeline for what someone might be able to uh, expect for the repair to take place or the trust to be restored? I can't give you a timeline. I have to tell you that it's going to be the process itself. And I have a specific process I use different, you know, different therapists are going to use different things. And I, and I do want to make some commentary about, um, looking for a therapist. Sure. Um, but I would say it's going to take at least several months. Um, but, um, as I said, it, it will take at least several months and it could take longer depending on, um, each of the individuals. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, Steve, since you said, you know, that we could continue Dude. this discussion, yeah. it could be, um, we could talk about how you look for what you should expect, the kinds of things that are very normal um, in the reactions of each spouse as the process goes on, because I think that might be helpful. Okay, yeah, let's definitely um, let's definitely tackle that in a part two of this conversation. I do I do want to follow up with one quick question though before we wrap it up. Is you mentioned that you have a process. Um, yes. and that other therapists have their process. If you find that you go to a therapist, um, let's say somebody goes to a different therapist than you and it, their process wasn't working for them. Would you recommend that they try a second or third opinion before giving and giving up on, on things? If they, if they truly are trying to make it work and want it to work? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Of course, I'm going to advocate that you do your shopping beforehand. Yeah. Try to find the right person. Yeah. But you know, sometimes we have uh buyer's remorse, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We there's a lot there's a lot more to discuss, particularly with um picking a therapist and going through that process of of repairing the relationship and and restoring trust. 
we'll we'll do that next episode. Um, but for now, uh, the the takeaway message today is uh, confront your spouse. Um, be careful who you uh, put around you in your support group, um, and and definitely start seeking repair and address those needs that may not have been met and try to find the underlining reasons as to why uh, infidelity has taken place. Am I, yes. did I miss anything on that? No, no. And okay. that, and that it is possible to heal from this. Yes. <laughs> Great exclamation on the end of this. Definitely. Uh, not only can you recover from this, but you might actually improve your relationship because it forces you to look at it um, in a new perspective and address the things that you may have taken for granted in the past. So um, stay tuned until the next episode. We will dig into this uh, much more. As Karen uh, mentioned, we will talk about what to look for in a therapist, what to look for when you're shopping around, um, and what it what you're going to go through um, in, in that recovery stage and what you may expect. So uh, stay tuned for that. But for now, I want to um, first thank you so much, Karen. Uh, Fantastic information. And I'm sure anybody who's looking this up right now uh, is going to be very grateful uh, for the steps that we have given them to this point. Always a pleasure to help, Steve. Um, and so you guys, if this is your first time listening, first welcome, uh, but I want to let you know that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist, uh, in relationships and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, she is the author of, uh, several books, uh, mindfulness and the art of choice transform your life is one of them. Uh, She is the co-author of marriage magic, find it, keep it and make it last. Uh, she has a new program out called From Fight to Foreplay, and you can get information at the website from fighttoforeplay.com. That is all spelled out. Uh, you will get a free DVD uh, just going there and signing up and, and taking a look and seeing what it is. And I think, uh, particularly if you're in a situation like this, uh, it could help. So definitely check that out. Uh, You can uh, get all this information at our website, hitchedmag.com. If you have specific questions, we have an email button on our podcast page. Uh, You can also leave us a message on any of our social networks, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, Google+. Uh, We check them all. Um, And uh, we also have a newsletter that delivers uh, regular weekly uh, marriage tips and information. So hopefully it'll keep your marriage top of mind. So um, you won't, you know, this will be more of uh, information for you rather than uh, practical advice. Um, But uh, I think that's about it for this week. And so um, until next time, thank you one last time, Karen, and we will pick up this conversation in a week. Okay, Steve, we'll, we'll help people get through the process a little more easily, I hope. Yes, definitely. Sounds good. Um, and so come back next week, everybody. And oh, one last reminder. If, I don't know how everybody's listening to this, but you can get us uh, for free on iTunes and on Stitcher, uh, as well as listen to us on the website. So um, if you subscribe to uh, iTunes or Stitcher, it'll actually automatically update the episode when, it, when we push it live. So 
uh, that might be an easy way for you. And if you like what you hear um, or if it's helped you in any way, uh, leave us a comment or a rating on those networks that will help spread the word to others and let, you, let them know that what information we provide uh, is good information. So I want to thank you in advance for that. So uh, that's going to do it this week. One last time. Thanks, Karen. And um, until next week, take care, everybody. We're on top of the